So, we are now in uh, the end of Paragimel, actually. Not bad. Two or three years. Um, so, what? Parakir. Parakir, something Yeah. But we, we did a lot of side things, you know. A lot of deviations and different, uh, different topics, and, you know, so. Really, it's a tremendous amount of material. We really think about it. You know, if you really go through all of it, you'll know a massive <coughs> amount of Ashkafon. It's really what it is, you know. So, uh, you know. Anyway. Uh, so, we were talking about last week, talking about uh, the concept of the physical universe and the illusions that it presents, if I remember correctly. The illusions that it represents uh, and what it does and w the barriers that we have to break through because of the physical universe, you know. <coughs> Um, what's important to remember, which I had mentioned actually in Ramchal's Yotzai, is that um, the physical universe in and of itself is a barrier. That's true. You know, and certainly when Adam Rishon was created, and even though he wasn't physical the way we are, but he was, relatively speaking, not really spiritual, you know, so you look at it that way. You know, so that clearly is a barrier to being masik, the Rabbanishlam, you know. Our problem today is much worse than he was, obviously. And the reason for that is because we have uh, what's called the Zoyama. We have the concept called Tuma, or Zoyama. So we have the influence of the Satan. And because of that, he pervades the Bria. That's why we have so much problems, you know. Doesn't, doesn't the Ramchal say that the when Adam did the hate, the Gashmiyat itself became more, we'll call it solid, for lack of a better term. Yeah. So it's not. Where does what is the difference between Zalma and the Gashmiyat becoming more or whatever term he uses? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. You know, it's an interesting question. You know. And fundamentally, really, the question is, what's really a hindrance? Is it the itzahar or the physicality? Where's the rub? Well, like I mentioned. Isn't it the same thing? No, 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 no. I'll give you an example, you know. Um, a person can be physical and live forever. Right? Why? How's that possible? Because if you remember, the cell can recuperate the cell. The cells of the body can recuperate. They regenerate. They reproduce. But even without reproduction, a cell re recuperates or regenerates. It repairs itself, you know, and then it reproduces. It makes new cells. It means even if it dies, it will make new cells and so on, you know. Why does a person, so, you know, so why, why does a person die ultimately if it's always they found making, the marker. What? They found a gene that's, that says I've come. They found it. They trying, found it? I think I they found it. They found, really? such a, they found something, but I have no idea how to play with it, as, as far as I understand. And that might not be the only thing, but they found something where it's, I, I don't remember exactly where, when, I don't know any details, when, but they found uh, some sort of... Yeah, the telomeres, of, anyway, you know, on, on the end of the chromosome. Telomeres. Telomeres. I think it's telomeres yeah. something. They found something that basically tells the cell, Adkan, this is the amount of times you're Yeah, well, the cell, it. the thing is that, we're not talking about Zoyama now, we're talking about the physical universe, right? No, no, you know, we're talking mm -hmm. about Geshem. We're not talking about Tumor, Zoyamo, Sutton, anything like that, right? But the physical universe itself, like I say, 
we are composed of cells, and the cells are able to generate new cells. How do they do? By reproducing, and so on. So they do again and again, but they can reproduce 50 times, which is interesting because I see you tasted and want more. I mean, it's way past your bedtime, you know, as they say, you know. Uh, so what the physical universe is interesting, because like I say, a cell can generate, which it does, and it reproduces. But the interesting thing about it is, I forgot what they call it, the something limit, the one who discovered it. They, they, they stop reproducing after 50 times, which is interesting, because how many, how many uh, levels of tumor are there? 50. 50. Aren't there? I find, you know, and so on. It's almost like they can reproduce every time into a different sharp tumor, so to speak, or they're giving impetus, and then it, sh it stops. I forgot what it's called. It's called the something limit by the guy who discovered it. I don't know. Anyway, so theoretically speaking, if the cell wouldn't do that, it would keep, because all you, look, let's face it, all you need to do is eat right, right, sleep right, do exercise, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And as long as you supply the body with what it has, what it needs, what's the problem? It will reproduce. There's no thing as age. Even when, you know, there's no thing as aging. If it can always reproduce a new cell, there's no aging going on, you know? So theoretically, a person should live forever, you know? And the only thing, the only way he get, the only way he would die is how? Is by an accident. Well, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's going to get smashed up with a car and it's the end of it, right? But, but he on his own, should uh, be able to live forever, you know? And uh, so the only thing where a person, like I say, can die either by an accident or a, uh, what do you call it, a uh, disease, a pathology, you know? A virus or bacteria, and one or the other. So that's, those are called pathogens, you know? Other than that, uh, you can live forever. So therefore, in and of itself, Geshem, materialism or physicality, is a barrier, you know? But theoretically, it could live forever, you see. Um, but like I say, but it's Geshem materialism still provides a tremendous barrier for a person to be massing. And it's not just the person, it's also the <coughs> physical universe. You know, the universe is physical. It has laws that it operates under and so on, you know. And um, all of, like I said, the, the, you know, the physical universe provides different illusions. And those serve as barriers, like I said. It provides the illusion of many things, right, and many forces. And that's the exact opposite of the Bajram. Ene Novada means there is nothing else but him. And there's no other force but him. So the physical universe clearly. But like I said, a physical universe in and of itself does not dictate death or cessation of life, really. Entropy is not a part of the Bria? No, not yet. Entropy came after the oh. Right, now, then there's a concept called the Sotan. Now the Sutton is what? The Sutton we know is a force, it's a malach and so on, that uh, tries to convince a person to sin. Okay, and as a result of that, um, that we know the Roshim said to Adam Rishon, in the day that you eat it, you will die. Right? Tell me you'll die and so on, you know? That has many profound ideas behind it. Why would a person die, really? You know, forget about how he dies. Why? What does this have to do? You can win me. I mean, because he eats something. I mean, because he ate from the tree. If you gotta die, you know, 
we know whatever the motion dove is always meter connected meter, measure for measure. So how is this measure for measure? You know, he ate from the tree, right? And he dies. What's the meter connected meter here? What do you think? Anybody figure it out? It's not just that death isn't just an oinish, you know. It is a judgment that is measure for measure, which means that you did A, so you get the opposite of A. It's not just you did A, I, you know, I smacked you around. You know, no, there's a, there's a true connection between death and the chet. Anybody know what it is? You want to retain all the, all the sense of life, and so it's taken away from you. You wanted to, you want to attain the what? The fullest sense of life and being alive. No knowledge of good people. The greatest sense of maximizing your awareness while you're alive. So Hashem takes that away. Not really. No. No. Interesting thought, but no. No. Anybody know? Why if Adam ate from the tree, should he die? He wanted to control. So him. smack him around. Give him some lashes. Give him some markers. I mean, it's, you know... He wanted to control life himself. Ooh. He wanted to control life. He wanted to be in control. So he lost it. Oh, it's a little closer, but I need a punch. Well, he's, put, uh, he's uh, trying to oh, play with the divine... Know, <laughs> he's trying to... <laughs> My shades. I shouldn't have said Oh, I should have realized, you know, the shades, you're going to walk in there. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, he, he was trying to play with the, the divine plan. The three hours before, he, 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 was, he was supposed to wait until Shabbos to eat from the table. Yeah, okay. But, to dust. Yeah, but, but he ate three hours before. Yeah. So instead of creating uh, the Bechira between Taib and Mortaib, he created the Tumah and the Yitzhara. We know that. But my question is simple. Why does he have to die? You know what I'm saying? That's the question, why? What's the connection? What's the connection? Right? There's always a connection. Got it? If you want to understand deeply, you need to look for the connections. Everybody else has fragments. Nothing is connected. The answer to that is, right? What did he do? Odom. He listened to the snake, the, the, the Nochosh. What did the Nochosh say? The Nochosh says, you think God is the only one around? No. There's a tree, right? That's the argument that he ate from, and therefore he was able to become God. You eat from that tree, you become God too. V'yisim kelokim, the Rashi, right? It's based on the Medrash and so on, right? That was the argument to Adam. So therefore, when Adam ate from the tree, in essence, what was he, what was the testimony, what was the belief expressed from the fact that he ate from the tree? The belief was that he could be God. Yes? Right? The belief was, I can be God, or what am I even from the tree for? Right? So if I can be God, what is he really believing? That God is not the only thing that exists. That there are other sources or forces <coughs> that can give life. You see what I'm saying? Yeshayim Mavadoi. Besides God, there are many other things. There are many other forces that can give life. Right? So, Mida connected Mida. The Bansham says, you know, you think there are other forces. You want to be a god because you can eat from the tree? Okay. You be the god. Let's see how long you last. You don't. You die. In other words, what he simply did 
is he gave Adam his belief. You think you're God, and God is eternal. Fine, I'm out of here. Right? So he withdrew his influence. In that sense, meter connect measure for measure. You think you're God, and therefore you are eternal, independent of me, because that you think I ate from the tree, and that's how it became eternal, right? You think you eat from the tree, you become God, and therefore you're eternal. That was your belief. Fine, then I'm out of here, so to speak. I withdraw my influence over you to exist eternally, and guess what? Of course he dies, because it's an illusion. That's meter connected meter. You know what I'm saying? It's what's called in English, you want to make your bed, you're going to sleep in it. You know? It means the consequences of your act is the act. The consequences of your belief is your belief. The person didn't do anything. He just said, you know, I acquiesce to your belief. Which means, I remove my shefa. He removes the shefa, he dies. Uh, so, Adam introduced death by the very act of the chet, because that was his belief. The amazing thing is that his belief became reality. That's the incredible thing. You see, you see the connection? It's a beautiful connection. It's simple, really, you know? It's a simple concept. There's nothing complex about it. The Bosham simply says, you believe that you're God, and therefore you're eternal. Fine, you're on your own. You are God, so live on your own. Of course he's dead. So, Adam's belief expressed by his sin, <coughs> right, creates a reality called the illusion of invincibility, of immortality. It's an illusion. So, Bosham simply acquiesced to his belief. It's, it's what's called, it's, it's simple justice. Why is it an illusion of immortality? We are all Im immortal. We're all... Nitzchius, every just including that if we're together, then we have Nitzchius. It's the illusion of immortality that you yourself are responsible for. We think we live forever. No, we only live because of the Bosham's and therefore, if that's what you believe, the Bosham says, Fine, you're on your own. And of course, the guy dies. So, the belief that this is a critical, fundamental idea, you know. I once expressed it in, in a, in a, as a law. Let me remember the law. <clears throat> we don't realize it, but our belief does create reality in many ways. If you believe that you are independent of God, then all of a sudden reality conforms to that belief. And therefore, you will be in a position where you need to be on your own. We actually create, and that's what Adam did. By believing that he was God, at least that's why he ate from the tree. I mean, obviously after the tree, he realized this whole thing is Sheikh of Chazav, right? But once he ate from the tree, he sustained that belief, then he had to live by that belief. And therefore, not only would he die, but he created a force that does what? Death. Death. He created the death force in reality. What is the sudden really? The sudden is nothing more than a demolition expert. He destroys. That's what he's all about. What is the definition of good? And what is the definition of evil? A good is anything that enhances a being. A good is anything that will enhance, promote, support, 
that which is, in a certain sense. That's a good. A, a, an evil is that which will deny, remove any kind of a, 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 that which exists. Now, therefore, the Sutton is a demolition expert. He is the ultimate evil. Why? Because he's only interested in, in destroying, which is the denial of that which is. And that is the ultimate evil. If he's, in, if he's ultimately, originally, let's call it, the Tsar of, of Din, let's call it, as Rabbi has said, yeah. then why is he interested in destruction? Why is he interested in destruction? He should just be interested in justice. In punishing to help. Is not in, why is he interested in destruction? He should be interested in justice. Meaning if a person deserves it, then let him have it. Well, originally he was interested in justice. Oh, you mean this is after he was corrupted already? Yeah, that's okay. right. With uh, the punishment of Adam Arisho, why not just him? Why all humankind? Because the dead? problem is that there is no humankind. It's all him. The problem is, you know, is that he was the sole person that could bring a tikkun to the Bria, basically. All our neshamas are really part of his neshama. It's just the fragmentation of his neshama created. It's like a fire creates sparks. Each spark is individual, but it all comes from the fire. Yeah. <coughs> but so before before the spark comes out of the fire, it's all in the fire. That's our relationship to Adam. You know the saying? third point is that, that, that we should all come back. <coughs> what? That all the sparks should will unite and be one divine being again as Adam. That's the the next phase. Well. That, it's not, no, not really, no, because each person will maintain his individuality. And the truth is, even without that, what happens if Adam had never sinned? What would be? So the Ramchal writes, it says in the Torah, Zeus Teras Adam, you know, and the Ramchal wrote that had Adam not sinned, right, we anyway would have been born. We would have been here, except he would have done the Avoida, he would have uh, corrected the Bria, and we would have, the consequence of that, we would have enjoyed that correction, and we wouldn't have to do anything. We would live in utopia, but... We wouldn't have any avodah? No, nothing. So why is our purpose for being born, then? What? If we didn't do the work that we... I mean, well, he did all the Namatik Sufa for us. He did everything, yeah. So therefore, we live without Namatik Sufa. No, so therefore, what happened was, is that since he destroyed the deal... No, I'm saying... I'm saying not, let's say he didn't, I'm talking... If, if he, he hadn't done it. If he hadn't done it, so, so now we would have been born in a perfected state. <clears throat> so he would have taken care of all the Namadik Sufa available. Yeah, correct, and yes. And then we, we, Hashem would just create as many Nishamas as possible without yeah, any Yeah, whatever the number is, yeah. yeah. But then we would be in Gan Eden without even being worthy, feeling worthy of it. We wouldn't, no, we, we would be worthy, that's the whole point. We would be worthy, but it's not the same enjoyment as... As going through all the hardships and then getting to the level where, where we're supposed to be at. Well, apparently, we would have been not only worthy, we would not have Namdik Sufa. Or else, what's the point? Now, in, in some way, had he done the mitzvah and not eat from the tree, then we would have been born anyway, okay, without Namdik Sufa, because he would have done the job. He would have worked, he would have earned the reward, and we would merely be, a, you know, a beings that just are into the reward. You know, it, 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 look, it's not clear why, you know, in the end, we didn't do it. So, it's not a clear reason why. But that's the fact, that's what Ramchal says, that there would be no Namdik Sufa because we would have been part, in some sense, 
of his avoider. It's not clear how, but since all of Chayisul is really one neshama, you know, we're really all part of. We're really all one neshama, and therefore, if, if one, that, there's a lot of things that you know. Well, Chayisul is Knesset Israel. Knesset Israel is really one neshama, you know, and uh, in other words, it's all part of one church. So, if if, if that if the person that has the church would have done the avoda, we would have. Um, it, it's, it would be equal to our having done the Avoidu also. It's not a clear idea how, but that's what would have been. That, that was the original divine plan. Yes. That, that the Shabbos would come in, and then they would eat from the Itzadas. With that Itzadas, then we would be in a higher level. <coughs> yeah, because that would be without Tumah. But now that we have Tumah, with this Bechira, we reach a higher level not only higher than the Malachim, that in Gan Eden will be right next to Hashem, or even in front of Hashem. Yeah, well, that's a consequence, yeah. But um, all I'm saying is that this is free, this is, if Odom had not sinned, it would have been a whole different situation. But the fact that he sinned, and he believed Yeshud Muvadoi, then he was subjected to the consequences of that, which is, you're on your own, and of course he dies. So he created a force. So the, the force that, that now was responsible for the termination of man, because that's what he did, he is a sultan. And the sultan, therefore, is responsible, in that sense, to destroy the world. I mean, to do it. So, so, but the interesting thing about it is when you look at the sultan's input um, into the world, it has manifestations, you know. Uh, the sultan's input into biological entities, which is living forms, right, is that everything dies. Everything decomposes everything degenerates, everything dies. All living things die. You know, there's nothing eternal. Period. Okay. And the reason for that is what they discovered is the telomeres. Telomeres are at the end of a, of a chromosome, you know, and they, and they shorten as the years go on. And there's certain things that can shorten them quicker, you know, and so on. And when you reach down to the last telomere, then bam out, they'll reproduce. You know, and so on, and that's the end of the organism, and so on. Uh, if they ever find out how, or if they can alter the message of the telomeres, then clearly we can live forever, theoretically. We can live forever, and so on, you know. You don't think they know how to do that? They sell vitamins now hmm. based on this lengthens the telomeres and everything. There's no nutrients or anything that really can affect it that you heard of or anything? Nothing. <coughs> Nothing. I mean, everybody's working on this, you know. <laughs> You know, for obvious reasons. You have any idea what this world would look like if nobody died? Could you imagine being forever with your mother-in-law? <laughs> I mean, you know, you probably wish for death. I'm joking around. But anyway, uh, uh, no, you have. If if we now have seven and a half billion people, can you imagine if nobody dies? I mean, let's face it. The planet can only hold a certain amount. And that's the end of it. You you the social problems you would have it would. You, you couldn't believe well, that's, the, that's why there's um, satellites um, and, and space stations because eventually every Jew is going to have their own planet. planet. They're going to have their own way to live. Well, it Within says the, the age, every person will have 310 planets. You yeah. know, I mean, whatever that means. Well, that's why NASA is going there for us. That's the yeah. whole. But, so, but, so, yeah. but they're, they're trying to recruit guys to, to live on Mars. But something so, so, doesn't. They, just I think they have a rocket planned in what 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. It's one way to the people are already signed up for. 
One way trip to Mars? No, they have a lottery for this Mars mission for it could be regular. Uh, sure. It's a one way trip. And there's a lady in Monmouth County that won uh, one of the lotteries. She's going to Mars? Yeah. Oh, but she's coming back. I don't know the whole mission. She's come, coming back. It's Why would anybody live? Would you live in the Sahara? Mars is a Sahara without any oxygen. It's worse than that. Because the dust is glass. The dust is like the glassy, charty things. The dust is terrible. How can you possibly live on Mars? People say that about Eitzhul. How do you live in Eitzhul? It's all desert. They change the desert into... You know what is the change of planet? It's hundreds of millions of miles away. How? There's no doubt. The technology is going to be so much more advanced. Yeah. Okay. So if Saturn is interested in destruction, how what? come he, Saturn, how come he doesn't kill everybody right away? He allows us to live for a long time too. It's not his his because it's not his decision. You know, he has a, he, he can do that, but it's not his decision who dies. It's the Russian. It's the best thing. They decide. You know, he just follows orders. That's all he does. Well, the, but he's the one uh, who institutes. You know, in Malchamovus, he's the one who kills. And so, I mean, he tries know? to make cases for. People. Well, he's also the prosecutor. He has three jobs. He's eight hour prosecutor. So Basin doesn't convene until he, he starts up. Yeah, yeah, it's a different story, exactly. Yeah, we to, to kill the, the, this Malcolm of and so it says that clearly in, in Marshall, uh, Nun Bays, it says that you, you salt, hand yeah, yeah. salt, and, okay. and there's ways to do it. Rebbe, in, the, in today's dance, would live forever. There's a famous story. Well, Rebbe lived forever. No, Rebbe used to come back and make Kiddush, but he didn't live forever. He died. But he was able to come back, which is astounding. He was able to come back until uh, he made Kiddush. He used to come back and make Kiddush for his family on, on Shabbos. From a room, you could hear his voice and so on, you know. Well, whatever that means, you know. It's, uh, uh, but I wanted to say something. Uh, one second. What do I want to say? Mars? No. See, that's what yeah. happens here. He doesn't make the decision to do bad, I think. Elio said, why isn't he, uh, he lets people live a long time, too, so. Yeah, okay, anyway, I, um, he, yeah, so, so biologically speaking, so the telomeres are really, that is, you know, it's, what happened is, by the, the humans change biologically based on what he did, you know. It's like Odomarishan. Odomarishan was born circumcised. Moho. Why? Because the aura, okay, the aura which surrounds that organ, the foreskin, represents the sultan. You see. The the snake. Yes, it represents something, and therefore, when Adam sinned, therefore, once a Satan was able to enter the Bria, which means he was able to enter, pervade the universe with his force, therefore, biological <coughs> entities assumed whatever physical manifestation of that entry. And by an Adam, he grew an Ola, you see. After. Was that? After he grew an Ola. Yeah. yeah, he was born mole, and then he grew an Ola because his body, which really reflects the entire universe, because the man is a model of the Bria. So since once the Sultan was able to enter the Bria, right, and it was his satanic force, 
was able to enter the creation and therefore create death. Therefore, Adam had to reflect that in his body. So if he grew in over, it's very important, uh, and so on. And what's also very interesting, I, I once said that um, the way you get the Sultan to prosecute you is you talk Russian horror. Russian horror is more the dinam, prosecution. So the word Ola, if you look at it, how do you spell Ola? Ayin Reish Lamed Hey is what? Is Lamed, which stands for Lushan, and the rest of the word is horror. Lamed horror, Lushan horror. Yeah. So therefore Lushan horror, which creates the key trugum, the prosecutions, right? That is the Ola, and so on. And therefore, that that's what air is. Air is, means it arouses the lamed hay, the prosecution for the shenara. It's me the connecting me. Yeah, yeah. In any case, yeah. So in any case, um, therefore, that's what Adam did. So, as a result of that, obviously, telomeres is a response to the uh, sin of Adam Rishon. But it's not only that. <clears throat> that's not the only problem. What happened was death entered the inorganic universe. That's called entropy. Entropy. Entropy means the the degeneration of all energy states, because <clears throat> everything ultimately disintegrates ultimately over the years and so on. And energy, which energy is a force that maintains, degenerates. You know, if you have a room where you have uh, heat, if you leave it alone, you don't introduce new heat. It's going to cool off. That's the concept of entropy. It's the second law of thermodynamics, and that is one of the most important laws of physics. Entropy is the sultan in the brion. That's really what it is. All things disintegrate, decompose, or degenerate. That is satanic, and so on. And transform, though, right? Is what? there a law that you can't add or subtract any piece of matter from the universe? Yeah, what's the conservation of matter and energy? So they that nothing can be added. Yeah, that's the concept of mechadesh. Nothing, there's, there is no, there's, after creation, there's nothing new. So matter can either be created or destroyed. That's the law of the conservation of matter and energy. It's another physics, and so on, you know. There's a lot of interesting physical laws. For instance, Newton's third law, action and reaction. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You know what that is. You know, if you do A, then there's always an action, reaction, the reaction is either toiv or chet. You know, if you do sin, then you introduce, you know, oinish. And if you do something good, a mitzvah, you introduce scha. That's really Newton's third law, applied to ruchnius. You know, and so on, you know. Um, it's a yin and yang. Well, yeah, yeah, yin and yang is also, is good and bad. The, the whole universe has this uh, positive and negative. The concept of positive is toiv, and the concept of negative is sultan, satanic. <coughs> You know, you have yin-yang, you also have, well, good-bad, you know, and you also have matter and antimatter. You know, matter has an antimatter, the reverse, which annihilate each other and so on. You have kidusha and tumma, right? You can't walk into the base of Megdish if you're tummy. You get karis, right? So therefore, that is the same idea. This universe has a dichotomy, two opposite forces. Why? Because that, that is the sultan in the Bria. Well, that that is the Zoyama. That seems to tie into the whole... Uh, basically, Adam, Adam's whole design was Yeshod Mavado. Yeah. So that's uh, basically that's what he did. The whole universe is now one big illusion of Yeshod Mavado. Exactly. Exactly. He created the universe based on his belief. Astounding, isn't it? You know, 
Uh, yeah, I remember the principle now. His law, it's expressed as a law, behavioral conformity toward an assumed reality creates that reality. If you behave in a certain way that assumes a certain reality, means that's the belief, you will create that reality. So since Adam, he behaved in a way, right, when he ate from the tree, he behaved, right, behavioral conformity toward an assumed reality, which is what? Yeshad Mavada. He assumed that there are many forces and therefore he could also be God. He created the reality that there are many forces. He actually created that, you know, and so on. And that's why he dies. It's a meter connected meter, you know, like I said, and so on, you know. In the end, it's, it's an elegant process. You know, you get what you pay for. Yeah, and that, that's what it is, and so on. So that's the concept of a sotan in the Bria. That the, the, there's a, there's a uh, component of disintegration. What happens to a composer of music, a composer who dies? What happens to him? He decomposes. <laughs> oh well, I guess it's too late for those kind of jokes. But anyway, uh, so this is the concept that you have a force that destroys. Okay? And that's and the concept for that is because we think we're God. So the Bunchum says, you think you're eternal? Fine. So you're on your own. And of course we're not eternal. Death is the greatest proof that what? What is death? Death is the single greatest proof that what? You're not in trouble. That you are not God. You know, it's like the ultimate proof. You know? And I want to tell you something. There's a lot of people walking around that think they're God. It's astounding how many people have that delusion. Paro, yeah. Paro certainly was God. Sure, all the Roman emperors thought they were God. No, we, you know? have, we have enough among us. Yeah, we're we think we're some, we think we're God. You know, nothing can happen to me. Jewish people are God because we're we're a kala of the chassan. Hashem is the chassan. We're the kala. We're the agent. We're not God. Period. We're all. You understand? We're still not God, even after that. But we're the kala. A wife is not the husband. We are. We we're we're. We're uh, an agent. We're part of God. Okay, but we're not God. Do you think you're God? No. Not me individually, but within the whole, yes. We are an agent of God. We're a kala, the husband. That's what Aisha's kind of is. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something interesting. There is a religion that thinks that we are God. Which religion is that? Kushant. Who? Kushant. No. Is that Hinduism? Who? Hinduism? Yeah. Yeah. The whole concept of... Uh, of uh, Karma. Well, what? Karma. Well, in many ways, Hinduism, the whole concept of yoga, you know, that whole... Uh, Zen. Zen. That we are really God, except we don't know it. What they believe is we are really God, except we are under the illusion that we're not. And that illusion they call Maya. And we have to break through that illusion through many incarnations. 
And then after that, we are God. That they believe that we are. So there's a multitude of there are thousands and thousands of gods, basically. Correct. Yeah, it's a multitude. I mean, I think ultimately they believe that there's a unity amongst us, but they clearly believe that they're <coughs> divine. We are not divine. We are not God. We are part of a shechina, not part of God. There's a difference between God and the shechina. You see, the shechina itself is a nivra. God is not the Shekhinah. So the unity of Klai is really the Shekhinah. Was that? The unity of Klai is really the Shekhinah. Correct. So when it says, Kuchibrichu, the Bershom, and Klai and so on, it doesn't mean the Bershom himself. You know, it means the Shekhinah, which he created, which is the ultimate representation of the Bershom. Well, so what does it mean? That's that why it's called, wait, well, that's why it's called Shekhinah. Because it is a representation that he created that we can relate to or connect to. He's Shochan, he dwells amongst men. But he is the minor from that, you see. So in a certain sense, we are part of the Shekhinah, right? But we're certainly not God himself. Well, we have, Very important idea. We have the Torah, which is, is it's, it's one with God. And we have the Jewish people, which is one with God. So what does it mean that the Jewish people are one with God? And within each Jew's uh, name... Is, is, is the name of Hashem, which is the spark of the Neshama. So we connect to the Barashlam. We are part of Chelet Lekanimal, but we are not God. Right, but it's like the husband and wife relationship with God. Yeah, but again, even though, but we're still not... You can't not say, you're, you're, I'm, you're, I'm my wife, or my wife is me, but I can say that my wife and I... Uh, our, our common consciousness. We're one good. The Torah says we're one good. But that's only with the Shekhinah, not with the Rabbanah Shalom. We are not God, period. How do they think we're God? I mean, Who would they? These Hindus, whatever. Who? That's their religion. They think the man they is... They think we're making earthquakes and then tsunamis and who knows what? What do you mean? It says in Gemara Vodazara that no. the Jewish people, when they, but the, what we do, creates uh, tsunamis well, in some other part of the world. I don't get into Hinduism, but the, the central idea is that the religions of the East are different than the religions of the West. It's an interesting. The religions of the East, whatever it be, there's a lot of, you know, and so on, they believe that they are God in many ways, in the, you know, and so on. Except that people, when they're born, they don't realize who they are. And it takes a long time until they realize, they have to break through the illusion that they are separate from God, but really they are God. That's a different way of makshava. The truth is, they are closer than Christianity. The East is closer, but it's incredibly corrupted. This is a problem. How is it closer, if they believe they are? Because we also say we're a chelik l'kamimal. The difference is, is we say we're a part, and they say they are. It, it's, it, it, they've gone too far, you see. You know where the religions of the East come from? Abram's other kids. Who? Abram's other kids. Yeah. Who, who, who there's Sarah? a Zoya. No, no, no. There's a Zoya. Yeah, there's a Zoya. There's a Zoya that says Rabbi Aibu went to the East. Doesn't say how far, but he obviously <coughs> east of Israel or whatever. But he went to the east and he found that in the east, okay, that they adopted the religion of Avraham Avinu. You see, except what they did is they merged it with Avodah That's what he says. In other words, they took when Avraham Avinu, you know, he sent away his 
Hogger's uh, kids, right? And it says, Rashi says, and he gave them presents, right? Matanas. So Rashi says he gave them Shemus Kshofim, you know, the names of magic and song. So what they did is they took the religion of Avram, which is monotheism, right? And they combined it with Shemus Kshofim, which is what? Which is, uh, you know, um, forces and so on. And they combined it. In fact, what is the name of a priest in Hinduism? Who? Who? Brahman. Exactly. If you if you add an A to Brahman, it's Abrahman. It's it's Abraham. That's really what it is. What? The Indus River. I was reading about this. Means the other sider. It's named after Abraham. The Indus River. And their literature is Vedic literature, like Vedic. Vedic, yeah, Vedic literature, yeah. And Ashram is from Abhimavila's grandson, a place of learning. It's riddled with influence from Abhimavila's grandson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, the origin of that is Avramavinu's children. And so on. But so what they did, and Rabbi Aibu says that, that they took the Avodah Zorah, or they took, you know, corrupted ideas from Hagar. He remarried Hagar. But at the end, at the end, when he yeah, yeah. It says Avram married, remarried Hagar. Keturah. Keturah was Hagar. And they, and then he sent away that they shouldn't contest Yitzchak. That's why, you know. So he sent them away. Gave him Shem's Kshaf. They're on target more than, than a lot of other religions. I just, because said. the Shlaka says that we are one with God. Wait. Again. Again. You, you, you keep going back to that same theme. Again. The East... I'm going to go back to this. The East corrupted itself in that they merged Avram Avinu's faith with the whole concept of forces, independent forces and so on. So they came to the conclusion that we really are God. We really are. They believe they, they are, except we are God in ignorance. We are ignorant gods. That's probably the best way to summarize that. We're really God, except we don't know it. Amnesia. Uh, whatever it is. And therefore, we have to incarnate many times until you know, we've realized that we are God, which of course is nonsense, you know. Look, what's his name? Spinoza believed that God is the universe. There is nothing beyond. That the God itself, is a man, the universe Isn't is a manifestation. What? Isn't that Aristotle? No, Spinoza. Baruch Spinoza. Seriously? Mm -hmm. That's Baruch. Yeah. Baruch. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Look, there's a lot of distortions wow. over the centuries, you know. But we believe we're a chelikotimimal, but you know, so in that sense, we're a chelik. What's the chelik? Who's the elokai? It's the shechina. It's not the rebbeinu shlom. The rebbeinu shlom created the shechina. Anyway, I'll belabor the point. But the main idea is that we are not God. We think we are really part. In a certain sense, you know, we are divine. That's true. We are spiritual. That is true. And we are divine. That is true. All that's true. But in the end, it's part of the shechina. It's not the Rabbanu Shlom. Isn't Kuchibruchu the same as the Shekhinah? No. That's why it says Kuchibruchu Ushkente. There's a vav there. You know? So what is the main chiluk between Kuchibruchu and Shekhinah? Like I said, the Shekhinah is a manifestation. It's like a representation of the Rabbanu Shlom. <coughs> it's like you have an ambassador. He represents you. So the Shekhinah is a nivra. Doesn't exist before the Bria, the Shechina doesn't exist. There's only the Banisham. But it's a Nivra that the Banisham created, okay, and that represents him. We have no idea what that is, you know. 
uh, and so on. So, but it's something that we can connect to. That's why it's called Shechina, Shochan. It dwells amongst us. It has a connection to our reality. So what's Kutzbrokel? That's Musari. Beyond. Whoever he is. So the Kutzbrokel is the Rabbana Shalom. So that's what I'm saying. Rabbana Shalom, Torah, and Yisrael. No, but anyway, I don't want to repeat myself. We are not God. We are not HaKadosh Baruch Although we are a chelik kamimal, which is a shechina. Would you agree well, that it's a husband and wife relationship? No, it's not a husband and wife relationship. Believe me, if it was, you wouldn't have any shalom bias. Then all these—that's for sure not. I'm sorry, you know? I'm like Kessin, somewhat, somewhat defensive with this gentleman saying, but on a minor level, we're talking about the physical universe. If I dare say, there's a program called How Things Are Made. It shows manufacturing, the assembly line. Yeah, the books like that. From naval battleships to how's the man? Okay. Equipment and so what do you want to say? I can't believe humans wake up in the morning and create these things and build them and manufacture them. It seems amazing. <coughs> there are certain things in the physical universe that man creates, like that camera. Again, huge battleships, airplanes. They don't create it. They they put it together from. Things which exist, it. they discover it. They don't. So what's your what's your point? I just think it's an amazing thing that it is amazing. Humans, you look at the world now. Everybody looks like why does Hashem bother? You know, always, but well, okay, okay, okay that's physically is, is mind boggling. Okay, but that's not that's neither here nor there. I'm not talking about that. Anyway, so therefore, um, the whole hey, look, hey, look, wait, 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 wait. cousin. Is what is a husband and wife? Is what does that mean, really? Because you have to understand, what does it mean? What does it mean, a husband, and what does it mean, a wife? Who are you? you know? What does that mean, a husband and wife, really? You know? It means one, sure what the question is. one mission, one, one body. What's the mission? A unity. Who? A unity. It's a unity, but what, what is the concept of the two parts of that unity? Husband and wife. What's I'm that sure mean? What sure what? Who? I'm not sure which. What you're focusing on. Hmm? My focus is on. It's a unity of some sort, but why do we have parts? Why do we have parts of that unity? Because it was prudum. Like, why do we have parts? You Why do we have parts? A unity simply means by that it's like a team, that they both aim for a certain common purpose. But what is the purpose of man and woman? What is the purpose of marriage, really? <laughs> I realize it's a very difficult question to ask, Absolutely. because everybody else is wondering around what the world is going on. What? No. No. To be procreate. No. No. I mean, it's really old, yes, but... No, no, I, I, I need a real central idea. To achieve Ehud on mini-scale. Who? To achieve Ehud on mini-scale. Well, that's unity, but I, I, what, is it, what is the concept, really? The concept is understand the Creator and how He creates and the, no, no, the, the relationship no, 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 between no. the Creator and, and yeah, man. Okay, look, this is lofty, you know, I, it's, just why tell do we, me. Why do we have a father? Why do we have children? All these things are so we could understand the Divine Being. Fine. Not really. I mean, yes, but no, no. The concept of a husband is the concept of masculinity. The concept of a wife 
is a concept of femininity. Yes? Forget our husband and wife. Look at male-female, which is much more generic. Right? Male-female, they get together, become husband and wife. Okay. Yes? So, that itself fools you. Don't look at husband and wife. Look at something much more essential. Male-female. Why is there male-female? was chesed and gebura, if you want. Yeah, okay. But what is male-female, really? What's the essential idea of male and female? The idea is this. One is passive and one is active. Oh, a male is what? He gives. There's a nisane. Right? And there's a makabal. The concept of masculinity is to give. Is a nisane. And the concept of femininity is a makabal, is to take. What the Bosham did is interesting. He created a concept of nisane and makabal. You know, he could have created the real way you have it all, but he didn't do that. He created the concept where there's a giver who has, and there's a taker who has not. You know what I'm saying? So then the question is, so therefore, we see therefore in all the anomalous, in every which way, there's always giving and taking. And then the one who takes, gives and takes. It's a constant chain. Well, same, same, exactly, same thing. It's a constant, a constant action of giving and taking, giving and taking and so on. You see? It's a very important idea. The concept that there's always a giver, and there's always a taker. The concept of a giver, the term of giver is masculine, is a male. The concept of taker is feminine, it's a female and so on, okay? In any case, that's a very important concept. Now, what is the purpose then? What is the purpose then? So here's the way it works. The male gives, but before the male can give, it needs to take. So the purpose of the male, the male is to provide. It's I will take in order to give on, got it? The purpose of the female is to receive and to preserve that which the male gives, you see. So that's really what a zivuk is, the zivuk. The zohar gives, provides, and then a keva receives and preserves, you see. Who's the guy who goes out to work? The man. Because he has to provide. In liquid? He's <laughs> no, not liquid. <laughs> Think about that. Normally, right? The one who provides is the man. He's got to go out and bring in the money. As they say, bring home the bread. Right? He's got to do that, right? And the woman, who stays with the kids? The woman. So, Because she takes the bread, so to speak, and she preserves it. She raises it, preserves it, and, and so on. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so what the Bosham did is, in the end, he put the concept of providing and preserving into two different entities, male and female. <clears throat> Therefore, as a team, it's now a beautiful team. He brings, she preserves. You see? So in the end, you have a new product. What's the product? The children. Uh, you see? The bottom. So you have... Abo, Imo, and Bonin, or Bonois, whatever, right? 
children. And they, they themselves become of uh, Abo, Imo, and they provide. It's a constant recycling of that concept, you see. And that's really what a marriage is. When it doesn't work like that, when the woman thinks she's the provider, and the guy thinks he's the preserver, then neither she provides and he doesn't preserve. Or he provides and she spends and doesn't preserve. <laughs> well, there you are. That's a violation. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah. You know. So why are we doing different? What? Why are we doing different than the way the green was set at all? Because of the Yetzirah. Because the Yetzirah has many agents. One of them is culture. Hollywood. I mean, they, they, they create crazy notions of, you know, of Zivuk, what it is, you know. They, they, you know, the concept of romance and the concept of, you know, whatever, all the, all the legends and the, the thing that goes on in terms of uh, the literature of nations, you know. It, it's crazy, it's, you know. You, but when you look at the, you look at the Yiddish concept of a Zivuk, I'm telling you what the Kabbalistic concept is, what it really is. It's interesting, you see. And then a husband is nothing more than a Zohar who is married to an Akeva. So there's a team here. You know, it's a, normally a Zohar, a man without a woman, he can, he's got, but there's nobody to take. Nobody's going to preserve it for him, you see. A woman, she doesn't have anything. That's why she's called Akeva, because she needs to receive. You know what I'm saying? And he's, Zohar means Dukhra, thrust. Because it's his, it's his task to give and so on. But what happens is man corrupts. And therefore everybody's looking to change their status. You know, this whole kind of stuff and so on, you know. And, um, uh, and uh, everybody has their crazy illusions of what's supposed to go on and so on. That's why there's an enormous amount of disharmony. The harmony really, I mean, if you take a look, you know, by Sarah, you know, Avraham Avinu was, uh, you know, doing the things. And Sarah, it says, Kol the bas Her whole covet is to be inside. Not to have to go out and provide. She was supposed to stay in the house. That's called the bias. Why is, why is a woman called the bias? Ish ubeisoy. Who's beiso? His wife. Why is she called the bias? Because that's where you preserve and nurture and, you know, take care of what the guy's bringing home. And so on, you see. Th that's the real concept of Zohar Nekeva, which becomes Baal and Isha, and so on. But unfortunately, we live in a society that doesn't have that. It's, a, it's an enormous amount of corruption of the real ideas. So you, you think know? that the higher level, that the Hadash Baruch Hu is the Zohar, giving to the Nekeva, which is Baal Yisrael, Exactly. So the ultimate, the that, that yeah. he gave. Yeah. So that's why, you know, that's why, what he called, the ultimate Zohar, if you want to use that word, is God. The Roshim is only, you know, so he's the one who's mashpia. He gives to us in that sense, you know. And um, um, in any case, so that's the concept of, of masculinity and femininity. Where the Roshim took a, actually what he did is he took the ten spheres and he split it. He took the nine spheres, go to the Odom. And one sphere, a Malchus, goes to the woman. And the, 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 the tenth sphere is called Malchus. It has nothing of it. It just receives from the upper worlds or the upper spheres. You see, so when a, that, that's why it's so important when a zivuk happens. 
when a guy marries a woman, it's, a, it's the formation of an entity that finally works. Imagine you see, you see a computer and all its parts are laid out on the table. You know, all the parts there, you know. When you put it together, wow, and it functions as a computer, right? Same thing. A guy alone and a woman alone, you know, there's something wrong. There's, it's, there's, there's an imbalance here. Or rather, they're purposeless, you know. But when they get together, all of a sudden, the machine works. It's there. That's why it's such an unbelievable moment for Christ's because the machine works in what way? They bring down their own chilet from up above of what needs a tikkun. Because every zoch and a keva as a unit will now access a certain part of the Bria that nobody else can do that. The problem is a guy needs a girl and a girl needs a guy to do that as a team. And so on, you see. So this is a very important concept of the whole concept of a man and woman, which is zoch and a keva which is really the concept of masculinity and femininity. Not so much husband and wife. That's where everybody get, makes that mistake. They focus on husband and wife, but it's really on what is the concept of masculine, male, and feminine, female. Then you have these guys who have no idea what they are. These guys are the cross-gender guys. Why well, should say the transgender? You know, the guy wants to become a girl, and the girl wants to become a guy. I mean, what, what in the world is going on here, you know? They're very troubled by that. What? what is that the Yates or her or the son? They're very troubled by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. It's the latest yeah. thing now. Well, well, the, the, well the, a, it seems like you really have some sort of psychological... Yeah, yeah. It's, the, uh, uh, the whole concept uh, of homosexuality is really a lot of us involved. Because homosexuality is... The gender, they say they still like the opposite person, but they identify with being a woman, or it's an, uh, a woman who identifies with being a man. And they're troubled over it, they're torn over it, their families are upset, yeah. they almost do themselves in a Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's almost a, like... It's interesting, when, when there's two males or two females, one of the partners start having the masculine trait, exactly, the other yeah. one has a feminine trait. Yeah, yeah. They become a female, they become a male. It's yeah, a, yeah, well, they, it, they, it just shows they that assume the role. The, no, they, male and female. no, they actually, their traits, tries to normalize, you, even though they, they normalize, but they, their traits become yes, that way. It comes in anyway, I don't want to get into uh, sexual demoncies and so on. But anyway, but that, there's a tremendous premise to all this, you know, in terms of um, uh, the orientation and so on. But anyway, anyway, that's, that's the concept here. And so, look, you, you, it's interesting, well... Look, even the Sutton, you know, it's, it's interesting. The Sutton, he was, he was Mis'ave after Chava. You know, he, he had tremendous attraction to Chava. Well, they, they had a few, they had children together. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And anyway, but the, the, and part of that is, the, the Sutton is a Zohar in that sense. And his consort, yeah, he has a consort, it's Lilis, so I get into her. But anyway... But he, but he, he wasn't human, I mean, what does it mean? Well, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, how, how yeah, would he have any taiva? He was not human. He was not well, it's, it's not a matter, it's not a taiva, taiva. It's, it's a desire to influence and carry on to influence another. He wants to influence another and have that, wait, wait. And to have that influence permanent. His desire to mate with Chava, which he did, is really to supplant Odom and he wants to be the Zohar. He wants to be his Zohar. He wants that to be the ultimate influence of the Bria. 
So the greatest way to do that is if he, if he would mate with Chava as opposed to Adam. He didn't want Adam. He wanted to steal his wife. It's really what he wanted to do and so on, you know. And that's why there's a there's Madrashim about that and so on, you know. But again, it's still the same concept of wait. It's still the same concept of Zohar Nekeva, that the Zohar wants to give and then the Keva wants to receive. Because in the end, that's really their Tachas and so on, you know. And uh, we find even by the Sultan uh, that that's what he wanted to do and so on, you know. By the way, that was part of, part of his reasoning of why he wanted to get Chava to sin, you know. So that this, uh, the Odom uh, would have to separate from Chava. And then maybe he would take on so on. Whatever, whatever goes on in his mind, you know. See, but if you if you raise anyway. yourself above the this uh, trick of the sudden, you could look better by understanding the consciousness of what the sudden is, who he is. How does that make uh, What does that do with living forever? That well, that the, the, why why don't we live forever because of what Adam brought into the Bria, which was what does that have to do with the sudden? What what does it have to do with something? The, I don't know. What, what does that have to do with being conscious of his mindset? Because That's what he said, right? Yeah. So what does that have to do with it? Uh, the, what does a sudden try to do to us? He tries to trick us into sinning. It's all it's all a delusion. It's all what does it have to do with living forever? What does it have to do with living forever? Living forever because the reason why we don't live forever is because of the hate of the the eight to dance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you don't if you understand who the sudden is, and you you get beyond his, you're not, you're not you, go, you go before the the. the I don't, you don't mean understanding what he is. You mean well, but it's too late. Once a zoyma entered the bria, you have to get it out of the bria, and that that's part of our voida. You have to, you have to. Uh, um, I, I get that shian, you know, what what you have to do. You know, you in many ways you have to withstand the temptations of the sultan, and if you do that, especially in 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 a nation that represents the sultan, if you remain righteous in that nation, then you extract the power of the sultan, and uh, and ultimately you kill the guy. I mean, but that's what I mean. If you kill the sultan, then you could live. Okay, that's what I mean. That's what I'm guessing. No. I, because you didn't want to clarify this. I just remembered now, years ago, I think I read something where Adam Rishon was married to a Willis, but she was too powerful for him. Is this like yeah. that information, or it's is it like the straw, is it like new age stuff? No, 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 there's a Midrashim on this. There's Midrashim on this, there's there's Midrashim on this, you know, and there's Zoyas in this, you know, but it's not something that, you know. This is his first wife, no? What? That was his first wife, huh? Who? The... Other Mauritians? Yeah. No, he, she came in after. He Other Mauritians separated from the Chava for 130 years. Right, but before... And then he was uh, with Lilith the whole time. It, it, it's a whole... It tangible. Lilith what? It was a tangible, it was a spiritual entity. Who, that? Lilith was a physical... Uh, well... 130 years that he... Was obviously, it was physical enough where he could have relations with this woman. Well, hold on. And then he gave birth to a lot of... Whatever. They, they, this is all shrouded in mystery. Because it, wait, 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 wait. Because we're not, we're not dealing here with um, a normal physical reality. We're dealing interminglings of physical, spiritual beings. It's like, you know, we, we don't look. We don't know enough about the entities really to know 
what goes on and so on, you know? Look, there are malachim that wanted a good day. Those are the feelings, they come down. It's it's time and uh, Yeah, these are malachim that wanted to assume physical, and all of a sudden, they assume physical, but they became physical. Well, the blacks came from them, from the, those malachim that were with. Uh, well, exactly. anyway. Well, there's, well, there's a lot of stuff, but that's I'm not going God, right? What? That's why Obama thinks he's God. <laughs> I'm not going that way. That's a whole different, you know. There, there, there was a Lilith who, who was, was anyway. supposed to be with Adam before Harris There was a Lilith who was a Zahar who was supposed to be with Adam before the. They, 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 it's, they said that they were, to, they, they, they were I, I'm, I'm fighting I, with each other. I'll show you the message. It's okay, but I want to tell you, you have to be careful. You know, and there's a lot of Madrash and the Ramban once that put it wise, you know. Uh, there was a whole, um, when he had the argument, the Ramban, when he had the Makhlikas with uh, the other guy who took him on in the debate. There was a famous debate between Ramban, and uh, it's in the, actually the whole Sefer, the Ramban wrote a Sefer. I forgot the guy's name, um, Anyway, so he brought him a medrash. The, the, the guy, he was Jewish, became a gala. Oh, no, no, no. No, the king, Ferdinand. Was it Ferdinand? Isabella? I'm not sure. It was before that. I'm not sure. No, anyway, so he just watched the debate, but it was between the Ramban. There's a whole, there's called Sefer Bikuach, the Ramban wrote. It's about the questions and answers. Very interesting to read, you know, how the Ramban refuted this. Anyway, what was one of the things that he brought was a medrash. That showed something. <coughs> so the Ramban said, he said, listen, not all Midrashim are true. Only a Rishon could say that. You know, we say that we are because of He said that. He said, not all Midrashim, there are Midrashim which are not Mishalim, true. What? Mishalim. He didn't say it's martial. It's not a true, you know, it's not, it's not authenticated. You know how many Midrashim there are? There's a safer called Oitzah Midrashim. It's written by a guy who lived 100 years old. So what is it? And, and he, he there's, there's Midrash, um, that you know, you look at these mitzvahs. The medrash mishich and Yosef. You have the medrash mishich and Yosef. You know, there's a medrash that says the dibras. There are many mitzvahs. We have no idea where they came from, who wrote them, and so on. So, as far as we're concerned, uh, you know, Kaiswell has accepted a certain amount of mitzvahs. You know, the medrash rabbis, obviously the greatest classic. There's the Tanchuma, Shoichat Toiv. You know, there's certain midrashim that, you know, so we accept as legit, authoritative, I should say. And there are midrashim that, you know, we don't know if they're true or not. We don't know who wrote them, where they came from, who their authors were. So, you know, you can, I don't know if you can read, you just take it, as I say, with a grain of salt, because we don't know. But one, and that's what the Ramban said, Ramban said, that that midrashim you bring me, I think he said, what he said, it's not, it's not true. It's not authoritative. We don't know who wrote it. I'm Roy, we have no idea. And so, you know, so you, all these Midrashim that talk about these mystical, mythical, not mythical, but spiritual figures and so on and so forth, that's fine, you know. There's stuff in there that it's hard to understand based on Hashkafa. That's why you can only take the Hashkafa of the Ramchal, you know, take, take it and deal with that. Because that's based on logic, on authority, on, on, on truth and so on, you know. That's why I don't work with these kind of, you know, figures and mythical figures in that sense, you know. Work on this, you know, who the Sultan is, what he did, how he's able to macabre it and so on, you know. Now is the Sultan a anyway. physical, actual being sometimes? Just no, like no. No, the Sultan is an angel, is a Malach. So it doesn't Malach take physical form at some, at some point? 
Well, there are there are people in the Gemara who spoke to the Sultan. I remember Rabbi Yeshua Levi had all discussion with the Sultan. You know, the Rabbi Yeshua Levi, the Medrash, the Gemara. Yes, he took his step. He took the mouth. He took his knife. Yeah, he took it. But that was the mouth. Mouth of the Sultan, not for sure. Same guys. Same person. Same person. And uh, he told him, you know, it's amazing how he convinced the guy to give up his life. I'm sure he came to take him, Shubham maybe. He was assigned. And Shubham says, okay, but do me a favor. I forgot exactly, I'm afraid. Well, I forgot exactly what he said. And he said, but I need your knife. You know, the knife that we, he severs, you know. So the Sultan believed, he said, okay. He gave him his knife. So he brought him up to Ghanaian, whatever. And he jumped over the wall. Shubham maybe. Over, you know. And the Sultan said, hey, and he cannot enter, because whatever. So he said, hey, I need my, I need my knife back, or I'm out of business. <laughs> a knife is always uh, the Torah, it's a Memphis bowl. Uh, Let, let's just enjoy the story. The hot carrying <laughs> wait, 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 wait. edged sword, it means to get up to a high level of, of Torah. Fine, uh, okay. Anyway, so he said, I, hey, I, we, we need a knife, you know. Uh, so Rabshulman said, no way, you know, so... Uh, obviously, the Sultan took it to court. Desperate. Well, he's out of a job, <laughs> you know. And uh, so, but what, what's funny is, is that uh, I forgot he gave his word about something, and since he never broke his word, so Shemayim said, okay, he entered alive. That was that was the, the upshot of this. But they forced him to give back the knife. So unfortunately, you know, <laughs> everybody else experiences that. You know, maybe in the end we'll ask you, Shemayim, what'd you do it for? Shouldn't have given it back, and that's the end of it, you know. But anyway, gave it back, and so on and so forth. Look, but, so he spoke to the, the, the Malchamovists. I mean, there's a lot of people, not a lot of people, the Tanoim who were friends with the Malchamovists. Uh, well, what's the one, uh, oh, yeah, uh, I forgot who, but uh, one of the Tanoim, I think it was Rabchi, I'm not sure, he said to the Malchamovists, they used to speak, you know, imagine holding a good friend, you know, have more for dinner. <laughs> but that's her job. But you gotta be careful. You have more for dinner. He brings his knife along, you know. And uh, so he, uh, I think he said to him, "Where are you going next?" It's my dad. So he said, uh, "Well, I'm supposed to take. Uncle. I'm supposed to take the life of a child at at, at uh, this life of child. So I think it was a chiyah. I'm not sure. So he said to Malcolm Moses, "You can't do that. That child that you want to kill, right? Uh, I'm supposed to go to his bliss, or whatever, you know." So he was gazed that the Malchamovas can't take him. That's not bad. And he couldn't do it. He said, no, you can't do it. I'm, I'm going to his bris. That's Chosalon, and so on. So you see that they had, look, the Tanoim, they had an this. open conversation with the Malchamovas. They had open conversations with Elio. I mean, they the no, people. Had, wasn't there, is there some sort of Chazal that Malchamovas had kindness or, or tried to take Eliyahu and Elio basically... Beat him up or something like that. Beat him up. I, I something know. like that. I don't well, know. It says, it says in this. Anyway, it says that Eliyahu made a pact with Yaakov, but handshake, which is the bug, that that he's going to come and be uh, uh, bring the Sirs Tavis to. Okay. Okay. Anyway, the main idea is that uh, there are many ideas or stories we don't know how they related to these beings. I mean, you know, <coughs> talk to Machamovis or whatever. How do you talk to Machamovis? You know. Um, so he must be in physical form. If so he obviously has to be a form that you can connect with and relate to on this earth and so on. But anyway, uh, these are the ideas, and we now understand why there's Misa and the concept of a physical body and so on. And oh, next week, by the way, is Shavuos. 
So obviously there's no shear. Uh, we'll continue in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay? Thank you. Thank you.